Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's back, and that's a fact, Jack, as we jump onto this cruise ship filled with your favorite third-wheel characters from various movies franchises. Kyle joins us once again and helps us escape the lab while we enjoy some sweet sun rays and discuss 1988's Uninvited on Horror Movie Night. Uh, This one was my pick, and I stand by this pick. I actually... So, quick fun story. Uh, Many of you guys know that I love the podcast The Flophouse, and my favorite of all of the Flophouse hosts is Stuart Wellington. Because if there was ever a guy on that show who could be a guest on Horror Movie Night, it would be Stuart Wellington. He's the guy who loves everything by Full Moon Pictures, and he told me about Invisible Maniac through that show and Castle Freak and all that good jazz. Uh, So after watching this movie, I sent him a Facebook message and said, look, I know that you probably get messaged by fans all the time. I don't want to bother you and be one of those people, but I just watched a movie that I'm pretty sure you're going to love, and it's The Uninvited. And he looked up the trailer and messaged me back and was like, where can I buy this? Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like so excited. Uh, I think that this movie is kind of in the same way that we were saying with Invisible Maniac and a couple of other movies. One of those films that deserves the same like troll to uh, the room praise as being a really fun bad movie. Oh yeah, like last. Yeah, like oh. it does everything wrong, and it's so enjoyable because of it. But it also is very. I feel like it's very. Well, I mean, I don't even know if this is true. I was gonna say that it feels very aware that it's making like a mutant cat demon movie but other times <laughs> it seems very sincere it's it's so hard to pin this film down but um i do have to say that this is week two of our violence against cat marathon so, um, <laughs> welcome back <laughs> so the first thing that happens when i hit play on my dvd is the words amazing films presents <laughs> and i was like score (laughs) (laughs) so the opening score is actually not terrible but i like that the music just stops dead in its tracks every time that dialogue is needed in the opening scene like they didn't know how to like just dip it so the scat so we see that there's like this lab and they're testing these cats and they go to get this one cat and it escapes and this is the first of many times that we get introduced to the fake cat head that the mutant cat comes out of it's so great like this well, movie is such garbage. I I fully I fully admit that this movie sucks. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's not good, and they're not good employees because I worked at the SPCA for four years, and cats that don't have demons in them, and we weren't a scientific <laughs> lab, we closed the door before we gave. You them closed shots. the goddamn door. <laughs> the movie would have been over in two minutes. Yeah. Oh, the cat got away. Got it. 
<laughs> this cat is like. Have you ever been to a goddamn vet that didn't close the door? I don't go house it where they don't shut a door. Like you know what I mean? Like if they have an animal, they do that. That's yeah. that's the most common sense. And if you're dealing with, I don't know what the hell that cat's problem was, but you don't leave the door open if you're gonna work on it. You don't. <laughs> so so my first note is let's just cut this fucking cat open. I don't even remember why I wrote wrote that. Like <laughs> this is before the cat even escapes. And it has the fluffiest goddamn tail. You know that shit would get stuck in every door. It would not get anywhere. Um, so so the fake cat head appears and we see the mutant cat come out v- vaguely and then and you hear the awful so cat sound blood. effect. Oh right? my god. So this cat meows 24 7 every time that it's even remotely in the scene you just hear like but then there's also like the the skinning a cat sound which is like yeah yeah. when it's on the boat every time the cat meows it's like they just took a scene from a movie where someone gets thrown into an alleyway and you hear the trash can tumble yes. over and then just like that <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, uh, also the, the thing is is that i should not love this movie as much as i do or as much as i did watching it because i don't know if i'll ever watch it again but um <laughs> but uh, so the score is 50 percent whaleophone which i own one and i love that sound effect but it's supposed to be this, the salt. Used with discretion? Yes, you use, yes. I was trying to use like a food reference where it's like, you only use it sparingly. <laughs> like, front and center whale phone's like, it's crazy. And I know I just sounded like a cat, and maybe that's why the sound, the composer was like, I should use a whale phone this whole time because it sounds like a cat. It doesn't sound like a cat at all, but just my impression of it does. But man, like, this movie has nothing and everything going for it. Like um, it is so ridiculous. Like I should hate the soundscapes in this film because it's got cat screeches, cat meowing, overuse of a relatively abrasive sound effect, uh, at, like the whale phone in general. But it I, all is just so charmingly terrible. I think the way the, one of the reasons that it works so well is because it never spends too much time on the craziness. I mean, everything is crazy. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, everything is bonkers. But they don't ever spend too much time in one same like topic. Like, so yeah. they're on the boat and they have this blackmail. Well, well, we'll get to it. Okay, so they're in the first scene. They're in this like laboratory, but in this parking garage, chasing and, a cat. But they never well, spend what, that much time there. Yeah, I was gonna say like you would think based on this movie that that what would happen is that the lab guys are gonna be chasing this cat for the rest of the movie. Right? And right. They're like, but, "Fuck, got away." <laughs> That's it. That's well, it. <laughs> there's a scene. The security guard is standing perfectly still and squinting and he looks like that meme that people have been posting of like the black woman bending over squatting and like staring where it's like me trying to find a reason to care or whatever yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's how the security guard is looking for this cat which shouldn't be hard to find because it never shuts the fuck up so like just listen for the meow and you got him also before we go any further i just wanted to tell you that that cat is what my cat looks like so when you post this i will post a picture of my cat they are they are twins and our cat was like circling us. Wait, while we were- which one, the 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 cat or the cat demon? Uh, both. Uh, no, the uh, the, cat, the actual cat, like the fluffy, like tabby, uh, main coon looking cat, um, is what my cat looks like, and his name is Munster. And he was circling us while we were watching this movie. And then at times he would just sit in the corner and fucking stare at us like we were like cackling madmen. Which we were the whole movie. Well, you said you watched it with a bunch of friends, right? Like, how did your friends feel about it, or was this just you enjoying it and they were miserable? We loved it, and I was I was worried that it was because that's happened before, where I pick like a, a bad movie, but I think we're gonna like all have fun watching it or whatever, and uh, we don't have fun watching it. You <laughs> have fun watching it. I, I I have fun for the first half an hour. I have fun trying to get everybody else to have fun, and then none of us have fun. It's terrible, but we all love this. I didn't have this was not fun. Um, no, this was amazing. That we all loved every second of this. I was uh, so, so let down that it wasn't a demon. It was just a smaller cat, like a fucking real life <laughs> nesting doll. It was a like, mere cat with a fucking cat. Yeah, it was. It was very. It was a, a odd. It was odd. I don't know what it was. So the so we are introduced to some vacationing bimbos um, who are. <laughs> 
they're wearing bathing suits with just ripped to shit shirts over top of them. Um, but there's this scene in the movie where a dude bumps into one of them and she's like, oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. And part of me is like. I think that they like gorilla shot this scene. They absolutely did. There's no question in my mind. <laughs> and like that dude just randomly bumped into them and they just had to go with it and it made it into the final film because it's never brought up again. No. Um, but they decide to join this random guy for dinner and accept a trip on his yacht. And he turns out to be a, a not so great fellow. And that's when George Kennedy is introduced. And I'm like, <laughs> Big George. Yeah, George Kennedy, and we're also meet the other guy that is his like other uh, other assistant, who's Bert from Return of Living Dead. <laughs> Close. Yeah, with, yeah, with giant giant dentures. Yeah. Tell me that wasn't such a letdown of a scene though, because you see like Corella Deville's car pull up, and it's this dastardly music playing, and I'm like expecting Satan himself to get out of this car. <laughs> And it's just John Madden and Jimmy Stewart in like a shoddy <laughs> blue suit that looks comical, just getting out like. Duh, 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 duh. I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> well, and then like the underacting, they're they're killing this one guy because they they believe that he shouldn't be trusted. And he's just going, "No, well, no, no." <laughs> it's around this point that I wrote the load. This movie would be great if it wasn't for the plot and the editing and the directing and the acting. The cat drinks milk so loud. <laughs> when this oh my God. This might, this might have been my favorite. Like, I knew this was going to be a good movie when the scene comes up that you're talking about. I'm sorry. I front loaded it. Yeah, we cut so. to the cat, and this one guy who's just a very loving shop owner is like, Oh, let me give milk to this cat. And he like puts it down, and the audio mixing is just like, <laughs> <laughs> like this cat, like drinking the milk. And then the dude gets <laughs> oh my god the dude gets mugged and it is like the strangest mugging like he's just like hey man are you open boom like and just like yeah. awesome Ch- he asked for change for the cigarette machine which wow what a thing fucking <laughs> 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 he mugs him for the cigarette change and then he fucking he gets he hops into his truck with his buddy. Right, he's in his truck with his buddy, and the cat is like, "Oh, you punched the dude who got me milk. Fuck y'all!" And jumps into (laughs) the truck. And this is like the moment of the movie. Like when I try to tell people they need to see this movie, this is the scene I show them. The cat bursts through the glass, attacks the one dude. Words will not explain the glass breaking sound effect that is overused for this truck rolling down the hill. (laughs) Yes, yes. It's yes. like a keyboard with the sound of glass breaking, and they're just like pressing buttons at random because it's like, it's so good. It's fantastic. Oh no, the so, uh, the cat jumped on the truck because that's a great plot point to get him to the marina. Oh yeah, yeah I love <laughs> it. Yeah. Okay. So so the cat kill starts. You know, he's been killing people. I have a line, a note here that I don't even remember what it's referring to but it says mr graham loves to party and then oh, yeah. immediately oh, yeah. afterwards uh <laughs> i i figured out that albert is the dad from the gay noes oh yeah he's the, i mean yeah he's bert in return of the living dead but he's also the dad in nightmare on elm street too oh. so many oh god he's so good and he's so short-lived in the movie so two co- the two college girls bring three college guys onto this yacht, which uh, I guess they're technically never met. Yeah. They're they're technically the uninvited, (laughs) the titular uninvited. I did. Um, I made that joke. I was like, so this movie is going to be one of these guys, right? It's not going to be the cat. (laughs) It's going to be one of these fucking, it's going to be Hedgeworth. (laughs) So the one, the one actor, the actor who plays Martin is actually like a little too good for this movie. And apparently according to IMDb, he's from demon wind. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who did he play i guess it said cody from demon win oh no no cody cody god i can't keep anybody we just watched that like literally months ago and i cannot keep any of those yeah. names straight it doesn't my matter. brain i feel like every time i finish demon win win the men in black kick open my door and <laughs> hit me with that little light real quick so this movie takes place at my work in the same town i work in so i noticed a lot like when they're at the marine in fort lauderdale and there's tons of hills behind them which isn't 
there's no hills in Florida, believe it or not. <laughs> and then they're sitting at the marina, which is a rich person spot. And they're like, let's go to the beach. And the guy goes, the beach is for riffraff, which is true. But this guy is also wearing a blue bucket hat and an unbuttoned Hawaiian shirt. So... <laughs> He's textbook riffraff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the one dude gets seasick just as they get onto like the little dinghy. His little toe touches the boat and he vomits. <laughs> so, he, so here's the thing I noted though. He throws up and the boat is called Slam Dunk. And I feel like that has to be an intentional joke, right? Like oh, It's yeah, like, yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> so this is where we meet Rachel, whose dad previously owned the boat. Uh, and Not Slam Dunk the yacht, right? Yeah, yeah, the actual yacht. yacht. Not she didn't own. She, she, I owned the slam dunk. George Kennedy hates kids and starts to assign (laughs) jobs to every one of them. He's he's so angry about it. So this is where we go to uh, Bert from Return Living Dead, and this is where he's like panicking at the at the wheel of the boat, and he like sets them off course, and he hits something that causes an electrical shock that pisses off that cat. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but then we cut to the, the guys and they're in the kitchen and they're they're doing the dishes and that's when the it's so hot scene happens where the girls just slowly unbutton their dresses but no one's getting paid enough to show nips so everything is like perfectly placed but they just keep repeating it's so hot and like our our hero quote unquote Martin's just like all right you guys go fuck i'm just going to finish cooking <laughs> yeah and and the guy who wrote this movie has never been around girls um because even slutty <laughs> even slutty girls aren't that open about it he so <laughs> great Graydon Clark also uh, wrote and directed Satan's Cheerleaders. Oh, if uh, if you've ever seen that, that sounds like one that you would expect to be like it's from the it's from the late sixties, I believe. You expect to go in and be like, oh, it's going to be like a little sleazy, a little sexy, like a little satanic, like all the three S's. Um, and you expect <laughs> that movie to be like really good, and then you watch it and nothing happens there's nothing sexy like uh, there's no like nobody gets paid enough to do nipple either like nothing (laughs) happens in that movie and you're like i spent i and i watched it all the way through of course because i'm like something's gotta give and (laughs) luckily this movie was not like satan's cheerleaders it was only like satan's cheerleaders in that sense where it's like if there's anything sexual then there's nothing sexual yeah. <laughs> uh, so the actress who played Rachel, I was like, she's cute enough. Like, has she done anything? And I start looking at her IMDb page. So she is starring in the new Jim Wynorski film, which is called Nessie and Me. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Jim Wynorski still making movies? Yeah. Jim Wynorski is still making movies. Fuck Chop- yeah. The shopping mall man himself. If you get a chance, listeners. Just go on IMDb and look up Nessie and me. And this looks like, do you remember when Full Moon Pictures had like their kids side project where they did movies like Pre-Hysteria and Dragon World? I love Dragon World. Holy shit. This is straight ripping off Finding Nemo. Like the cover art is straight Finding Nemo. Oh my God. (laughs) This is wild. (laughs) <laughs> this was this blew my mind when i stumbled upon it jim wynorski um, what the fuck are you doing <laughs> so so this is where not only do we have two movies back to back in which cats are um br- brutalized but uh we also have two movies back to back in which there is completely unexplainable dance scenes and there's this, oh, and this dance is, scene this on the dancing boat. might be worse i can't this is tell. like straight out of scooby-doo like if you took the animated dancing <laughs> and had actors recreate it that is yeah. what we're seeing here. we had the um we watched the movie with the subtitles on when which i highly fucking recommend it's going to come into play later in how i react to this movie but I highly recommend you watch the movie with the subtitles on. So during the dance scene, they subtitled the words to the song that was playing. And all four of us started busting out, trying to sing what that song was, but we, you can't hear it over like somewhat dialogue and somewhat sound effects. So you just hear this weird, like muffled lines of whatever's playing on the radio. So we made up our own song, which is like, I think if this were to have a riff tracks type style thing going on that that would have to be included uh was our (laughs) our version of 
one more try or whatever this song was. Um, <laughs> one which, last thrust by the rump posse. <laughs> it was it was a beautiful thing. That dancing was very there was there wasn't enough room to dance anyway, so it's just a lot of like just moving your hips to get out of the way of other people moving their hips. Yeah. The uh, dancing happened. I picked up my notebook, clicked my pen open, and then just <laughs> Too easy, and just put it down. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you just made the list. <laughs> <laughs> so Albert gets cut up a little bit from the cat, and then he falls off the boat. But he's an alcoholic, so they're just going to rule that as an accident. Um, <laughs> Dude, we, missed, we, we skipped over Albert drunk when he just chugs the wine and goes, "Albert, whoops!" <laughs> <laughs> and then he spits wine on the cat. Which, oh. yeah, I get he's he a bad guy. Like, I get it. Like, they're bad guys. But, like, who spits wine in a cat's face? <laughs> and they <laughs> literally spat. I don't think it was actually wine. But they spat, like, some Kool-Aid in this cat's face. Yeah. Like, yeah. the actual it acting was cat. It was, it was so yeah. rude. That cat looked super pissed. Yeah. I would be pissed if I was that cat. Yeah. Well, and then the cat gets even more upset when Walt tries to rape one of the girls. Yeah. Uh, that, and, was, that was no bueno. No. And that, that leads to the the mutant cat in its full glory, <laughs> which is described as as big as a Rottweiler somewhere. I don't remember where, but I, whoever said that is incorrect. Yeah, yeah. It is just <laughs> slightly smaller than the tabby cat. Can I just mention um, one? This is the one subtitle that I took a picture of that I had to remember happened because it's a little out of context, but it's pre-rape. So Walter is watching one of the girls in her workout gear working out and he claims that she looks better than Jane Fonda and in he's the line that I took a picture of which I'll post at some point along with my cat uh, it says you know when I get this tugboat really going there will be so much money but the picture is of and he's talking about the yacht referring but calling it a tugboat but the way that he's looking at this woman working out, it looks like he's about to take out his penis. Then <laughs> we find out was actually going to happen as he tries to uh, rape this woman later on. And, uh, cat attack and so on and so forth. I just wanted to make sure that I said that long. He was just a weird <laughs> drunk guy the whole movie. Like, in all honesty, Mike is the only person that's good at being a bad guy. Like, he's scary. He's got, like, that dastard face. Walter and Albert are just like, hey, let's party and force ourselves upon each other. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> very, very 80s cocaine fueled, like, let's get yeah. to the Cayman Islands type deal. If you if you need any other example of how 80s this movie is, just look at the explosion from a single gunshot to the radio. Where oh. It's like oh, yeah. straight out of Rambo, this explosion. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Holy shit. Uh, so that's when they discover that the cat bite will cause weird mutations. Um, and there's this really weird cut where like George Kennedy's laying there and his skin's all bubbling up and it feels like something else is supposed to happen. And then it just immediately cuts to him wrapped up in a bedsheet as they're dumping him off the boat. And I'm like, <laughs> was he supposed to like explode or something? Like, was there something? That's Man, supposed to happen? How much better would this movie have been if he had to explode? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's well, what I was hoping for. They build up because they build up that like pulse, like really going in your in your neck and like your high like heart rate and stuff. So you're like, oh man, he's gonna fucking blow, and then it's just <laughs> oh, man overboard, I guess. All right. <laughs> so now everybody knows that they're in trouble. That there's this cat, and the cat saliva is apparently like very vicious to your your skin, and and Rachel's freaking the fuck out. And that's when Martin gives her literally the gentlest kiss I've ever seen committed to film. <laughs> then the, the, the cat starts eating a dude's hand and he doesn't even realize it's yeah. happening. Like, yeah, I have that <laughs> note yeah. too. Yeah. So, but then he like screams, I got the poison in my blood. The- <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what a great scene. I but- think four times. I think he said it four times. I think he does yeah. too, yeah. Every, movie, yeah, just repeated. I don't even think he said it four times. I this think movie that would have like, been repeated four times. Maybe fifty minutes long if you wouldn't have <laughs> said that so many times. Yeah, and every movie we watch on this show, trust the audience zero to comprehend on what's going on. Right? So when Martin is like, "Oh, okay, so they they must have given this cat steroids, which made him poisonous, and when he bites you, you get poison and die, and uh, it's very dangerous." And then Suzanne goes. 
You mean they poisoned that poor cat and it's dangerous <laughs> to all of us? <laughs> yes, Suzanne. I just fucking said that. Can you please pay attention? I, and then he yells, I got that poison in my blood and jumps out. And that, that, was, that was the end of the scene. All right. So also the greatest pickup line before that, which is, you know, it's crazy. I lost the feeling in my arm. But not other parts of my body. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! I forgot about that line. <laughs> so, so now, like, so he like dives off the boat, and the girl just kind of follows him <laughs> off the edge of the boat. They can't find him, so they're dead now. Um, does that make sense? Bye. Yeah. They couldn't afford to pay them a couple more days, so. Oh, you are out of your mind if you think that this movie took more than three days to film. <laughs> <laughs> But you, you guys are keep skipping over like the only part of this movie I enjoyed, which is the guy getting shot right before he dies, because it just shows how much you hate Suzanne as a person when she's laying in bed and you hear this is exactly what you hear. Meow. Meow. <laughs> and for some reason, Suzanne couldn't tell that that was a person and got real startled. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, what? You're afraid of a little killer cat? Yeah, we threw two bodies overboard already. <laughs> I'm afraid of a little killer cat. Uh, so this is where that guy gets killed by his own bad gunshot. <laughs> he like he like shoots and sprays steam and like melts his face off basically. Yeah. And then he shoots a single bullet into the side of the boat and like I look, oh I'll admit, God, yeah. I don't know a lot about boats, but I'm thinking <laughs> I'm thinking a single bullet in the side of a boat isn't enough to sink the motherfucker in about an hour. That's no. like, a, a very gradual thing. The other girl, probably the best scene is Susan. I think you said her name was Suzanne. Yeah. She starts losing. Yeah, she's going nuts. And then and she, she starts like the f- poison. Yeah, she eats the poison. She goes, it's all lies. It's all lies. <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude, she she fucking 180, sucks. dude. She <laughs> all she did the second half of the movie was point blame at other people and mope around. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm sorry. I forgot there was one other subtitled line, but it was a sound effect. And it was just, it was in the brackets. It said, cornflakes hitting bowl. And it said it twice <laughs> as if we needed to know that that was the sound <laughs> of the close-up of the cornflakes hitting the bowl made. Jesus um, yeah, that was another one. Is that when they're eating champagne and cereal? Yeah. That was when they're eating yeah. champagne and cereal, yep. As if they ran out of food on the one night. I don't know. I don't – yeah. Yeah, they had such a tiny drop of champagne. I could drink that much fucking champagne and still be sober the next day. <laughs> <laughs> this is where they debut Yes. The- the toy boat that's used for wide shots. <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude, when that fucking thing sinks, holy shit. Like, it, it is the equivalent of if, like, a children's show, like, with puppets, were to use, like, were to have to have that shot. Like, it would look like it was it would be on Sesame Street when they had to, like, display a boat sinking so that it wasn't yeah. scary for children. Like, they yeah, had I to make it. It was someone kids. to re- Someone needs to recut Titanic and just insert <laughs> that shot. <laughs> I don't know why that would be on Sesame Street, but it's so funny. Oh okay, children, here's two boats carrying 15 people each. Yeah. One stinks. How many people are still alive? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's, yeah, oh, something God. like that would happen. <laughs> uh, but so this is, of all the parts that made me laugh, this might be the only part that made me laugh harder than the truck is Rachel and Martin get the suitcase, get the, the briefcase filled with money and they're on this lifeboat. And all of a sudden, Oh my God. Went, is that when she punches the cat in the fucking mouth? So oh, no, you're about to say my favorite line in the movie. No, so. no, I, I think I am. The cat's on the side of the lifeboat and he jumps at him and she punches him. And she goes, did you get bit? And he goes, no, thank God. And he goes, it's not over yet. <laughs> yeah. No, see, that that's a great line, but my favorite line, because it's such she says it like such a superhero, is that's a million dollars, enough to buy a boat, and enough to finance the study of biology. Because <laughs> he has one more year to his doctorate. One more year. Wow. Oh my god. god. Damn this movie is and ridiculous. This shot, so like the cat just keeps jumping this, onto the boat yeah, until but, they're like Oh, it's because it's the only thing that's floating. We just need to give it something to float on. So they empty the money out of the suitcase 
and they throw it on the water. And this cat, like, I need a screenshot of just the, like, the blank stare on this cat, cat monster floating yeah. away. Yeah, and it's, and it's sinking to like the great American hero theme. <laughs> I heard that too. It's, it sounds like the opening to the great American hero. You mean like, <laughs> believe it or not, I'm walking on. But not that part. It's the opening the. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. It's sounds about to say, if it's actually like the, the Believe It or Not song, that would be the best way to end this movie. Holy shit. Awesome. That's another hint on how you know that Brian and I are related is we both made a note about it. <laughs> and now my note gets a little dark because I think it's true. I think that cat might have died in the final scene. Because <laughs> what? what? Because at the end, when it returns, they just couldn't find another replacement cat. So it's just a black cat. It's just a black cat. Yeah, it is not the orange and white cat that we saw the other hour and 15 minutes of the movie. It's just a black cat. But does does that – this is what the where the biology and where the biology student didn't fucking help us out like I thought he was going to. <laughs> like I thought that they were building him up to be a biology student so that he would be able to save the day in some sort of biological way of understanding what this monster is. No. Um, no, but I mean, kind of this does, this floats. Does this? <laughs> Thanks, dude. How, how much money did you spend on your fucking education, dude? Oh my god. So he, but so, so does the monster come out of the cat's body, or does it have to stay attached to the cat? Like uh, because we never really, because obviously it's a puppet. We see the arm coming out of the ass of it in that car scene, but like, <laughs> but if in the sense of the creature design. Does it stay attached to the cat's body and drag the cat's body around and then like hide back into it? Or does it remove itself? Because then I was thinking it just like infested, infected. uh, No, not the word. A new cat. Yeah, a new cat. cat. Yeah, that's that's the way I see it. But like. But on production, yeah, that cat died. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) I have one last note. Go ahead. This movie ends with a freeze frame of this kid holding a cat. And it looks like this kid is struggling. Yeah, like this yeah. must be one heavy cat. And not just he the free stream, it like punches in struggling. once or twice. Like fuck that kid. <laughs> but that's all I've got for uninvited. Uh, I still stand by. This is a great movie to watch with friends. Pick up a copy. Invite some friends over. Order a pizza, grab some beers, and you'll you'll have a good old hour and a half on your hands. Turn on the subtitles, just in case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I watched it alone, and I had a blast, so that's even says something. Oh, it was so much fun. Holy shit. I watched it alone, and, and I was just keeping quiet, because I did not have fun watching this. Oh. <laughs> I did not enjoy it. We don't care about your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Only when it's a positive opinion that supports mine and Matt's. I enjoyed it. I was kidding before when I said I didn't. Oh, you're, you're back in our good graces. <laughs> hey guys, just interrupting the episode real quick to let you know that if you head over to our Patreon account, patreon.com backslash podcast, and you are donating $5, we are going to have a new episode coming up. As you know, $5 will get you a bonus episode every single month. Last month, it was the Nicolas Cage Wicker Man, so thanks for that. But this month, we got to watch Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. So I'm pretty, pretty stoked that that one, uh, that episode will be out in just a week or two. So make sure you head over there, donate. And for a dollar, you get our newsletter where you'll know all the movies that we're going to discuss so you can watch them in advance. But now, back to the episode. Hey, everybody, what did you guys watch this week? Uh, I want to kick it off this time. All right. So uh, Megan and I watched, this is going to be a, a Megan and Scott week. I'm just going to talk about stuff that we've watched together. So um, we watched Welcome to Me. Have you heard about this movie? It's got um, Kristen Wiig in it. It is a blast. It is so funny. It's like kind of a dramedy almost, but it's this weird. um, So so all this, it's it's hard to explain with my brain um, after the uninvited. But uh, so switching gears real Real quick and fast here, uh, real hard and fast rather. So, uh, Kristen Wiig is the main character. She has um, uh, mental problems, like she's—I uh, I, want to say it's bipolar and and like dissociative person disorder. So, uh, she's got a bunch of a bunch of social and mental problems, and she w- wins the lottery. And she decides 
then she's obsessed with Oprah, the Oprah Winfrey show. She decides she's going to spend all of her money on making a show. She's just like, how much would it cost for you to have a show about me? And they're like, and it's, it's, um, wait, uh, I have seen this. Holy shit. Yeah. I forgot. That's what it was called. I love this flick. Sorry. I was, it took me forever. Yeah. Welcome to me. <laughs> it is so good. It is so funny and weird and awkward. And, um, the guy who is the, the, um, oh, I can't remember his name. He's in hunger games and he, um, he's the younger Hutchison, guy. He's Jeff only Hutchison? in the, is it the guy with the dark hair and the beard um, in oh, Welcome to Me? No, I'm going to look it up because I don't remember. I'm terrible with names. Uh, and then then um, Cyclops from X-Men is his brother. Uh, yeah, and, and there are some other people that James you recognize. James Marsden, right? Yeah, James Marsden. Um, there's some other people that, that you'd recognize in it. It's it's a really good movie. It's really fun. Uh, very, very odd. It feels like a passion project almost. And I heard nothing about it. Megan, I think she saw it as like a trailer on on apple tv or something and and like the itunes trailers and i was like let's watch this and i said i'm down and so we watched it and had a really good time watching it it's really very endearing and odd very odd uh lots of dogs in it so brian maybe you can watch it with jade or something uh so there's that and then uh, i want to say maybe that same weekend um megan was listening to me talk about Nightmare on Elm Street, I think, because I was talking about Never Sleep Again and how ridiculous that that doc is. And um, I was telling her about how Nightmare on Elm Street 2 was so subversive because it was, you know, like it's the gay Nightmare on Elm Street. The main character is kind of like a male survivor girl. And there are all these very uh, like subtle and unsubtle kind of like gay agenda type (laughs) insertions into the film. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah uh and and she's like can we watch that i was like oh my god i love you so much for watching that tonight. <laughs> so we watched it and and she had a really good time so she doesn't like horror movies but that movie's not scary so um she had a really good time watching that and i was just on cloud nine because anytime that i can share a horror movie with megan is a good time well anytime i can share a movie with megan that has the man inside me jokes. I am happy. So that was what I watched this week. So that actually ties in beautifully to the uninvited because it has the dad in Nightmare on Elm Street is Albert in uh, the uninvited. And I mentioned Never Sleep Again, which is a documentary about the entire Nightmare on Elm Street series. We have on our show this week someone who wants to talk about a documentary as well. Oh. Yeah, tell us tell us about your little doc there, so, uh, Kyle. Also, to tie it to the uninvited... Oh, I'll do that later. Oh, that's, just, that's just prepping you. Um, so uh, we, we're, uh, we're finished with a documentary that we worked on called Survival of the Film Freaks. Um, I directed it with a friend of mine, Bill Fulkerson, um, and it is all about how technology changes the definition and how we perceive and receive cult cinema. Um, so it's like a little bit of a love letter... And a little bit more about how tech really changes cults. Like if, because we're not just doing it word of mouth anymore, like you can find anything you want uh, on the click of your computer. So um, we talked to a bunch of people, one being the director of Uninvited, Graydon Clark. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So he, he um, really cool dude. Um, he's in there a few times uh, talking about his experiences as a cult director and what it means to make money or make uh, movies on the cheap and how, uh, at least particularly pertaining to him, how the internet and technology has affected his film career. Uh, but we talked to other people. We talked to uh, Adam Green. We talked to Lloyd Kaufman, of course. We talked to Ted Raimi. Um, we talked to um, Jackson Stewart and Steven Scarlatta of Beyond the Gates. Um, we talked to... Nice. Yeah, we talked to a couple other folks. Um and yeah, it's so it's right now. It'll probably by the time this airs, it'll probably be done with audio and will be being submitted to festivals. So we're hoping for late summer, um, early fall, some sort of premiere festival run, and uh, we'll see if we can get it somewhere close to where y'all are. Um, so I was gonna say, you know that you've got a place to stay in either Florida, Ohio, or Philadelphia. I appreciate, so. I appreciate it. Yeah, so we're. 
we're gonna see if uh, we're gonna see who picks it up. We're really stoked about it. Um, it was Bill's first uh, time doing a documentary. He was a he is a podcaster. He's been doing a podcast for like ten years and all about cult oh, wow. cinema. Uh, so he should be dead in podcast years. Um, but they're still <laughs> they're still doing it. And he's just he is a wealth of knowledge and really wanted to try to have some sort of like big. This is what I've been working for and towards all these years of watching cult cinema. So um it's really cool we're really excited about it and uh you can find it on instagram and twitter at film freaks movie or on facebook survival of the film freaks um and thank you for let me talk about that and i will talk about what i watched this week uh which was i was going to say demon wind but uh since you guys have talked <laughs> extensively wait about you, you did you did watch demon i wind? watched demon wind um Dude. I, I had so that was uh like many was people, that your first watch that was my first watch um like many people uh probably remembered the uh, vhs cover um really great marketing on that vhs cover and anytime i see anybody <laughs> For real. It, like i really just want to pick it up but um vinegar it's Sy- not worth owning though <laughs> yeah yeah it, but so vinegar syndrome put out the blu-ray and it looks really yeah. good i don't i didn't pull the trigger on buying the blu-ray and said watch it on amazon um but holy shit like again one of those movies that which I feel a little bit like the uninvited, which everything is so far fetched. Every plot point and turn and every scene is so far fetched, but they never spend too much time explaining anything. They just like either re or they just introduce new characters or move yeah. on to the next thing. And so it really, it actually keeps your attention despite how fucking crazy it is. Like it kept my attention the whole time. And then I was like, Oh my god, it's over! Like I watched, it didn't feel like it didn't feel <laughs> as long. Yeah, I was. Like, it was. I was both relieved and also surprised that it it didn't feel like it like took forever. You know, which is just so. But it's not a long movie. I think it's only a no, like. It is. It is I think a short it's eighty movie. minutes. Yeah, but some. You know, I mean, sometimes those eighty minutes can feel like two hours. Sometimes. Oh yeah. Oh, we so, know. Yeah, here on my movie night, we are connoisseurs. <laughs> um, so, I, so I love Demon Wind. Um, like I said, you guys talk about it extensively. I'm really excited to go back and listen to the episode. Um, and then see what you guys uh, meant after now that I've watched it and seen it before. But I also watched Ken Russell's Gothic. I watched a really terrible transfer of it on like one of those 50 movie sets. Um, I didn't realize mm. that they came out with a Blu-ray of it, but I also knew nothing about it. So I just, again, a VHS cover that I remembered up because it has that little troll guy on top of that woman. Yep. Um, it's also yeah. on Shutter. It's also on Shutter. Oh, fuck yeah. It's, it's weird. It's weird and fun and like it has some like Ken Russell-y goodness and um, it's it is it is a um, gothic acid trip, um, which is really cool because if you think of acid trip movies or like just and it's literally they are on hallucinogenic drugs in this movie, um, but it takes place uh, in the time of Mary Shelley and all of these gothic like horror uh, stories and it's bizarre but really cool to watch so i recommend gothic but watch it on not one of those 50 movie sets because it's it's like a really literally dark movie and it's hard to see scenes <laughs> watch it on shutter i thought you were gonna say don't watch it on hallucinogenics uh, no, that might uh, well it's a little scary <laughs> don't, don't do that but it just gets like weirdly depraved towards like like parts of it too because that's again what ken russell does like you just it's it's weird it's icky but it's it's interesting to watch so I shouldn't make my wife watch this. No, you should and make her watch it alone. Not no. Don't, oh, no. well, that, you, that okay, if I ever want to have sex again, yeah, I should you should not, not do that. No, I would not recommend it. No. What did I watch, huh? Well, yeah. good question. Um I watched so me and one of my close friends for the past 4 years, we lived together for the past 4 years, um would have horror movie Sunday. And he moved to Ohio on Thursday. So this past Sunday was the last horror movie Sunday. Oh, and unfortunately no. we watched the possession, which is, uh, not to be confused not, with possession, yeah. <laughs> the possession, uh, which is pretty much the most average movie you can watch. <laughs> like, like it wasn't like, Oh, this is real bad. Like, and, and, and that was like, it kind of sucked. And we were talking about it. It was like, it was the worst movie to watch on horror movie night because you can make, like this podcast, you can make a bad movie fun, right? And a good movie, I don't need to explain why you enjoy a good movie. Yeah. Okay, I'll explain. It's a good movie. 
But like just an average movie, it was just like, nah. But I thought it was Sam uh, Raimi, and it's not. It's just like produced by him. But yeah, if you want a very bland day, <laughs> um, eat some, I don't fucking know, eat some Wheaties, uh, <laughs> drink some water, and watch The Possession. <laughs> That's what I got. All right, so I watched, um, because as as people have figured out in in 40 plus episodes or 140 plus episodes uh i i have no real care about what i waste my time watching uh i watched the gallows and man that was a bad one yeah that's a mistake man i do not recommend the gallows it it taps into all of the things that i hate about horror movies uh it's a found footage movie uh it stars exclusively obnoxious dude roads uh it's it's just bad. It's a really bad, convoluted, poorly done, thankfully short found footage movie. Oh, it's just like found footage right. and gallows don't seem to go together in my mind. Uh, those, yeah, yeah no, that doesn't it, sound. It, it's yeah. bad. It's very, very bad. There's a ton of horror movie podcasts or comedy podcasts who've talked about the gallows. Just listen to those episodes. You don't need to watch the movie to, <laughs> to enjoy it. And um, we won't be doing an episode ourselves. No, there's no, there's nothing that we could really do with it. It's, I hate watching found footage movies for this podcast. Um, but I did pick myself up by watching episode 10. Happy birthday, Zach. Oh, Yay. Yay. oh happy birthday, Zach. Uh, so the oh, that's the episode opens. title. I'm sorry. Your name is not Zach. The episode opens with a Keiko-matic machine uh, as Billy dances and says really stupid things about music, which is like this episode highlights more than any other episode. Their like idea of like, okay, so for all of Billy's dialogue, we're just going to take a normal sentence and then use a thesaurus to find the most convoluted words that he could possibly use to say these things. So like he's enjoying the music and he goes, well, the sonic usage of the music that I'm enjoying is far superior to their previous efforts. And it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> but like the Keiko-matic doesn't work and starts to fill this, this room with, uh, with dough. Right. But they're in like the little hangout, like gym bar thing. And I wrote like, why is a is a guy who owns a business trusting an invention made by a 30 year old high school junior? Like that is a very confusing <laughs> choice. Uh, but the guy who runs the bar or the, the kid bar or whatever is talking to them about he's like, oh, did you hear you hear the latest rumor about the Power Rangers? And they said the who? And he goes. You know, the Power Rangers with them Dragonzoids. Oh, wow. <laughs> Is it just Bobby Moynihan's character from uh, Weekend Update where he just hears news secondhand? Yeah. Basically, he's like, hear about the Dragonzoids? He's like, the word, he goes, the word on the street is they humans like you and me. Oh, my God. Like, it's like, <laughs> so dumb. So then Bulk and Skull come in to crash this party. They're setting up a surprise party for Zach. And Bulk falls into a balloon, a, a box full of balloons, but his giant body mass pops all of them at once. Um, there's a moment of self-awareness where one of Rita's like sidekick monsters goes into to Finster's lab because Finster is the guy who makes all the monsters and he goes what's the next monster a fruit fly with an attitude and like that that sums up how i feel like they pitched most of the, the monsters on this show uh they do one of these like benny hill sped up cleaning sequences with a ragtime piano because zach's about to step into the room and it's going to spoil the surprise oh my God. uh and this episode taps into a thing that a lot of TV shows do, and I don't understand it, which is like, why do all surprise parties have to involve making the person feel like no one remembers or loves them for an entire day? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. That doesn't heighten the surprise. Like, that just makes you feel an yeah, asshole. Like, like, you're gonna say yeah, like Zach walks up, Zach walks up to Kim and he's like, hey, so uh, do I look any older? And she goes, what do you mean? And he's like, you know, because it's, and she goes, oh my God. You're right. I'm so sorry. I forgot to wish my cat a happy birthday. And oh then she goes God, on the so yacht. Dumb. And then she has this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> but like, now we know. He, and it upsets Zach so badly that he goes on a midday hike to whine to himself while the rest of his friends are in class. Um, so he cut and, class on his birthday to complain <laughs> to himself that no yeah. one remembered his fucking birthday. So Rita is like, hey, he's all by himself. Let's attack. 
And this cuts to Zordon, and he says, and I quote, I sense a disturbance in the morphing grid. Because in the fucking morphing grid. Do you, do you think that they what? got sued or what? what? Like, what the fuck does that mean? So he summons the Power Rangers. They show up. And this is where I noted that it, like, so Rita grows this monster who's like a giant knight, grows him to like the, the size for the kaiju fight scene, right? And then they're like, oh man, we're going to need to get the Megazord going. And, like, the process of building the Megazord takes two and a half minutes. Like, is the monster just standing there waiting patiently getting, for this to be done? He's getting coached by his other monster coach, <laughs> and I'm going to go in for battle. Uh, and then they succeed with the surprise party, and Zach's all happy because people did remember his birthday. And then it just ends with them dancing to this birthday song, and it is, like, the worst thing I've seen in a while. It's like the dancing on the boat from The Uninvited. But, like, there's a band, but it's, like, they're dressed as, like, punk rockers, right? Like, it's, like, a drummer and a guitarist and a bassist. But the song is, like, an 80s dance song, but they're, like, still air guitaring to it. But it's just, like, hey, hanging with my friends at a birthday. It's, like, it's so bad. But you're just mad that nobody sang that song to you. That's true. I would rather that versus the happy, happy birthday from Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's just sad. Wow. Um, nice logo. <laughs> All right. Well, that was Uninvited from 1988 as picked by me. Uh, we will be back next week with actually a movie that wasn't picked by either one of us, but picked by our very special guest. Yes, we're going to have a very very special guest on our next episode not to undermine kyle being a super special guest so go and check out survival of the film freaks kyle you are always welcome to pop back on this show you are one of our favorite people uh but we're not gonna no, have you on next week. <laughs> <laughs> i love you guys thank you again for having me and honestly yeah so sleepwalkers and uninvited i'm so glad i got to be on for those uh that's a great double feature too uh Right. <laughs> if you want to lose all your yeah, friends, was, but then gain them back with uninvited. Start with Sleepwalkers. Have them go yeah, okay, pick up food because okay. they just hate plan. you, and you're like, I want to watch the ending of Sleepwalkers, and then they'll come back for uninvited, and then you can all have a pizza party, and it'll be great. Oh, yeah. The cl- so the closest thing I'm going to give to a hint for next week, I I like to try to have a really uh, cheesy hint. All I'm going to say is that I can't believe it took us 148 episodes to talk about this movie is our hint for this one. <laughs> Jesus Christ, 148 episodes. Yeah, it's absurd. Uh, so make sure that you check us out at hmnpodcast.com. Donate to our Patreon account at patreon.com backslash hmnpodcast or join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are... I've said it before, but we are one of the most easily accessible podcasts in the world because uh, all three of us are losers who spend a lot of time on Facebook hoping that people will talk to us. So until next week, we are Horror Movie Night. It's like, what is happening? <laughs> is that is is somebody weed whacking in the background? I think that might be mine. <laughs> I stopped. Okay, I was like, is someone flying a plane next to you? <laughs> <laughs> the FBI is coming for you, Brian. It was just the it was just the cat's random meows back there. Uh, yeah, those guys are uninvited, huh? huh? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna die. Um, <laughs> You're listening to the Geekscape Network.